So today I am here with Alicia Whitman, Helena Reagan, and Henry Collins, three members of Buffs for Civility and the Hear Someone Out campaign that they are running as part of PRSSA's Bateman State Bateman and Case Study Competition. Um, so for the three of you, what originally inspired you all to work on this campaign? So um, for me personally, um, I joined the Bateman competition class. Um, it is a capstone class now being offered at CU um, because I saw it as an opportunity to be a part of a full-fledged uh, PR campaign. Um, and I think like once I learned that the topic for this uh, campaign was incivility, it uh, really motivated me to be a part of a campaign that can appeal to CU students in a way that raises awareness of this issue and um, promotes them to be more civil in their day-to-day -day lives, especially with technology and remote learning. Yeah, I completely agree with what Alicia's saying. Um, again, the same thing, I noticed that the Bateman competition was being offered and I thought it would be an amazing opportunity. And then, as she said, once you learn about how important it is, the uh, study that we're doing with incivility and public life and in America, um, I couldn't turn away from it. Uh, yeah, just kind of echoing what they said. It was, uh, it was a topic that I didn't have a lot of knowledge of, but it was very prevalent in this day of age, obviously. And I more research was uh, dug into it and I found a greater interest in it. And I thought I wanted to be a, a part of it. And I grew a deep passion for it as well throughout the uh, couple months that we've been doing it. So, in each of your experiences, what has this incivility looked like? Um, I know that you had mentioned the uh, PRSS, uh, PRSA white paper on incivility, which you uh, sent to us as well. Um, and that mentioned that uh, Weber Shanwick, a uh, leading global public relations firm, found that about 74% of Americans felt that incivility is worse than years prior. And um, they reported an average about 10.4 uh, uncivil interactions per week. Um, so starting with Alicia again, um, what has some of that incivility looked like uh, either in general or in your own experience, if that's something you would be uh, willing to share? Yes, so um, incivility in general, I think can come about in many different ways. Um, examples such as like people yelling at you or talking over others um, are extremely common and um, just kind of ignoring what someone has to say, whether it be in a school or work environment. Um, and I think just rude comments in general, like especially on social media um, and like through Zoom even, like people um, just being rude to others and trying to um, have like say what they want to say over what anyone else wants to say. I think um, that has been very problematic. Um, but yes, I would say mostly um, speaking over others and yelling to others and just not doing kind, simple gestures that are very easy to do um, for everyone you come across. And then uh, Helena, uh, what has it looked like for you? Yeah, um, I don't know if I necessarily experienced a lot of it personally um, in terms of like big, big in civil gestures, um, more so in terms of maybe um, that lack of, especially with the pandemic, that lack of eye contact, that lack of the smiling, the waving, maybe the opening of the door, the nice, just doing something nice to someone, um, I think was definitely lacking. Um, also with the obviously political climate that was going on um, and is still going on uh, was 
definitely a big part of the initial uh, research with our campaign and I think it still goes on. Um, for us, we're not trying to get people to agree on everything. That's obviously never gonna happen. Everyone has their own opinion and beliefs, but we just want people to hear each other out to know that it's okay that you don't disagree, but maybe have conversation about it that isn't immediately reaching for anger or aggression. And then Henry with uh, you, what has it looked like? Um, yeah, they've, they've hit it right on the nail or uh, head on the nail, but I try to practice the uh, golden rule. I know that is something we focused on early, um, but I try to treat people how I want to be treated. And if that's not the case, and people obviously, some people don't do that. So that's when I find uncivil behavior, if that's just like talking over me or like belittling me because of past what past events or whatever, stuff like that um, is something I experienced. Um, just like Helena said, like the whole political climate as of now has been tough for everyone. Um, but those are sort of like the little things like that go unnoticed sometimes. And with that golden rule, um for the three of you, has that played into this campaign at all? Has that, that been a factor of this campaign? So initially, a lot of our research um, was in the golden rule and just kind of exploring like how many people knew about the golden rule and um, whether people tried to use that as sort of a mantra in like a moral mantra in living their day-to-day -day lives, just treating other people the way they would like to be treated. Um, but then we did um, steer more in the direction of focusing on how to um, truly listen to people with empathy and understanding. And we just try to simplify it um, for our campaign to appeal to CU students. Um, but definitely we've learned a lot from the golden rule and how that can be a way for some people to um, be kind to one another and just be civil towards others. Yeah, completely. I agree with everything she's saying. It's, uh... Uh, initially was um, very important in our research and our ideas for the campaign but then as we kind of grew and discovered that people knew about the golden rule but only really when they were younger they were taught about it but not um, really implementing it into their lives day to day and we wanted to find a way that would reach people easier and I guess more fun so that people would approach it and think oh this is something I can definitely do in my day-to-day -day life rather than something that's been used it's boring people don't care about it so much anymore um sadly so yeah that was the main idea for us yeah that was like kind of like the foundation of our campaign so we thought of the golden rule initially and then we wanted to kind of like build up upon that and that's how we actually became the campaign of hear me out that's kind of our slogan and that's kind of what we base our campaign about is just like hearing someone out and just like listening rather than just automatically just blocking them because they don't agree with you in different assets of life um but yeah definitely the golden rule was definitely like the big building block to what we are right now and um I believe it was Alicia, you mentioned a little while ago that there are some of these interactions that have even happened over, say, Zoom and online. And I know that in that white paper, um, they do cite the internet um, as being uh, as being cited by some as a source of incivility. Um, just out of curiosity, what has that incivility looked like over um, applications such as Zoom since we are still undergoing yeah. the COVID-19 pandemic? Um. Mm -hmm. So on Zoom, I think, I mean, something we all see in like our classes is like 
of course, people not turning on their cameras or not participating in breakout rooms or just like simply ignoring like the class, even though they're like technically present. Um, so it's just gestures of maybe being rude towards the teacher or other classmates or even like making like inappropriate jokes or comments um, in such a way that is just like uncivil towards others. Um, and I think especially on social media, we see a lot, lots of uncivil interactions with people um, sort of demonizing others who don't share their same perspective. Um, and it can even be as simple as a friend blocking another friend after a fight instead of communicating with them clearly about their feelings. And so I think we've kind of resulted to a culture where we cancel people very easily and we block others and we shame others on social media and other uh, forms of technology. And it has just created a more ruthless and uncompromising environment. I think now, I think now more than ever, it's easier to hide behind a screen and by people hiding behind a screen more often now because we're on Zoom and whatnot. It's created this really hostile environment and people gain a lot of confidence because they're behind the screen. So they're like, I can do this and that and I won't get repercussions because I'm on my computer. And that's been a huge thing this year and especially last year. Um, that's where most of it is, is especially towards teachers. Like they're giving their 110% and adapting just like we are, but they're not getting the respect from a lot of students because of instances like not turning on your camera, not participating, and just being plain disrespectful because these kids are hiding behind the screen and they can do that very easily. And then Helena, do you have anything else you'd add on to that? Not really. I think they've said everything I would say on the subject. I agree with everything. I think um, Zoom, in we all experience it in classes, um, less so obviously in meetings where people um, tend to have to have their camera on or it's a shorter meeting but I think it's so easy for us to turn off nowadays and not really concentrate I think I mean I'm guilty of it it's easy to just mute yourself turn off the camera and go off somewhere do something else um, not be as present as perhaps you should be which then can definitely lead into um, not communicating efficiently or respectfully as one should. And then um, with incivility it's also mentioned in that white paper that uh, the incivility that we are seeing does have some negative effects, including economic impacts, uh, risks to health and safety, societal effects. Um, so with the CU campaign, do you think that there are any of these effects that really do apply to college students or any that you have really seen um, in your experience? And then we can start with Alicia again. Yes, I think at CU specifically, I would notice the effects uh, socially, like among students and teachers, just as a campus, um, with just being maybe disrespectful or uncivil towards others. Um, and then I would say with like work performance, that can also um, go into it as well. Um, I think um, in that way, like maybe people are, aren't performing as well if they're distracted with an issue they're having with like a friend or with a fellow classmate um, that they have to work in a team with. So I think um, specifically like among social um, issues and work performance um, and civility uh, thrives specifically at CU. Yeah, and we're not trying to get people to, as I said, like 
agree on everything and um, for incivility to completely disappear and everyone can magically communicate amazingly with each other. It's sort of taking that first step to really perhaps think about what you're saying, think about, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Should I apologize? How can we talk better about it? Um, and also with implementing at CU, we're hoping um, we're all seniors and so we're going out into the professional world. And so we're hoping that these um, ideas that we're implementing now with um, our classmates, our peers, even teachers uh, can then go out into the real world. Yeah, just to like add to that, if you don't like your learning environment, it's gonna be almost impossible to learn. And that's uh, where the disconnect, where the instability leads to. And I feel like at CU, we do do a, a good job at doing that, but as of now, it's definitely been a little harder. So we're just trying to spread the awareness of like, it's also your part to make a good social environment and a learning environment. Um, so we can all learn um, well and go off in the real world uh, better prepared than most kids. Um, so with this campaign, how do you plan on countering incivility? I understand that you're um, using social media campaigns, partnerships with local businesses, and you've got a pledge where you're aiming to get um, a hundred pledges against incivility. So what I'm wondering right now is um, what's kind of your uh, central communications platform for this campaign? Uh, what's what's kind of uh, your um, main main focus? Uh, how do you plan on kind of turning the tide on incivility? Sure. So we, as we say, are mostly doing a social campaign purely because we're in a pandemic. We're not supposed to be seeing people. Um, so we're trying to really get the word out there with um, social posts, with um, TikTok, which is a little, you know, more people are on TikTok nowadays, though it's hard sometimes to reach people on there. But then definitely our main focus is Instagram, um, sharing with, we've spoken in um, some of our uh, classes in that we're in and then also other classes, also talking to freshmen, which I think was important for us because we wanted it to start at the beginning. We didn't want it to be something just like thrown in at the end. Um, and we've actually hit over 250 pledges um, at the moment. So um, obviously there's still a week left in our campaign. We still have room to keep growing, but um, it's definitely for us, at least it's showing that there is a, more of a movement for, towards this. People do want that to be changed. Um, and hopefully our, our campaign can be kind of the tipping point and the real start of this this push to create a more civil society i don't know about fixing instability that's that's a whole i don't know if we can figure that out right now but i think bringing aware bringing awareness to it through social media especially instagram which a lot of cu students obviously have is one of our main focuses is it um if that's bringing up interviews from ted talks that from journalists i've written about it or just saying some facts um and statistics about the incivility and how like it affects you um, is definitely a main driving point. And, um, we're definitely trying to preach the awareness part of it and the relatability part of it because most students here at CU usually don't feel incivil or don't see it, but like bring awareness to them and kind of saying it does happen here and it, it will happen to you at one point in life and here's how to better prepare for it is definitely one of our main focuses that uh, we have in our campaign. Yes, and I would just agree with what they both said. We're really focusing on driving awareness toward the issue and um, providing ideas of how to be more civil and how to um, deal with uncomfortable situations of incivility.
So you mentioned kind of how to deal with some of these uncomfortable situations and how to handle this kind of incivility. So what would you tell CU students who might be dealing with that? What would you suggest to them? Um, and we can start with Alicia again. Uh, what, what do you think uh, you should suggest to them um, when they're dealing with these situations? Yes, I would say um, what's most important is, I mean, kind of like our tagline here, someone out, like even if you sense in a conversation or a situation that you just do not agree with the person or like you just do not like them for whatever reason, I would still allow them to fully say their piece and to try to be understanding and empathetic towards their point of view, even though it's different from your own. Um, and to try and find maybe you do have something in common, like you have um, like a mutual interest in something or you can find grounding um, on one aspect of the situation um, that can definitely prevent um, just uncompromising conflict uh, that we see a lot nowadays. Yeah, and I just second that. I think so many people are quick to jump to arguments to just shutting down and being like they're different from me I don't want anything to do with them or I disagree with them um when perhaps with our awareness um or at least what we're trying to push for awareness is that instead of people jumping to that they think okay no I'm not going to jump to that conclusion or that um aggression I'm going to think no well what's what's their side why do they think like that what what is their opinion they obviously are completely entitled to their own opinion as I am entitled to my own opinion um where can we find as Alicia said that common ground hopefully something and if you don't like okay but at least you had a open and honest conversation with someone um about whatever you're agreeing or not agreeing on rather than just shutting down and creating an uncivil environment yeah I totally agree with what they said I think jump, jumping ship from it all is like the easy way to do it. And it's how most people do it just because they can just get rid of it and whatnot. But having that conversation and like just hearing the other opinion is what really makes the difference. And even if you don't agree with them, that's totally fine. Like, but just like not just cutting people off or just like jumping ship. That's what, um, that's when incivility really just like wins is when people just don't agree, just don't want to listen and just like cut people off. That's how we create that separation. And that's very uh, prevalent right now, especially in the political atmosphere. People just say, oh, you're this, or you're that. I'm just not going to talk to you. But that's just like, that's what incivil people want. And it's a whole screaming match and we don't want that. So that's my piece of, of it all. Now, uh, you've all mentioned that this campaign is mainly focused on driving awareness and um, also, as we just mentioned, uh, kind of how to deal with this incivility. Um, now, with the social media campaigns that you mentioned, what have those looked like? Um, what, uh, what kind of content have you been doing and what kind of outreach have you been doing through social media? Yeah, we've been um, mainly doing, as we said, focusing on Instagram. We think Instagram is the easiest way to reach people and to show what we're doing. Um, we're doing daily posts of whether they're quotes from our friends or peers about what they think um, incivility means or how they've experienced it um, to TED Talks, as um, Henry said, of um, people who are talking on the um, concept of incivility. Uh, we're also doing listening and writing about podcasts that we've listened to, all of us, obviously all the research that we've done. Um, and then we're also asking our um, like friends and roommates and 
here's their take on some questions like what does incivility mean to you do you think people communicate effectively and just trying to get their insight um as well because we definitely it's not obviously our opinion is not the end all there are um, lots of other opinions out there so we're trying to just create as we said the awareness we know we're not gonna fix it overnight we're just hoping to help the situation and um, get something moving forward so with the partnerships with local businesses what does uh, that look like um and then uh, we can just start with uh, lisa again helena henry uh, what has that looked like? What has it been like working with these local businesses, especially right now when uh, most of us are stuck at home? Yes. So um, we have uh, partnered with The Corner um, for people who sign our pledge. Um, they can receive a coupon for $3 off their meal. And it has been, um, you know, different given COVID and everything, um, trying to partner with local businesses. Um, but we have made it work, you know, whether it's through um, calling them and email and even meeting in person, we've been able uh, to partner um, with them. And the corner is our sort of main partnership um, with local business. Um, so yeah, that that's what I would say it has looked like. Yeah, we just, we use the local businesses to try and, or our goal was to try and get it then out there in the community, not just um, CU is obviously a big part of the Boulder community, but there's many who aren't at CU, aren't involved in anything CU. So um, that's why we tried to partner with local businesses. And we were lucky enough to, that the corner were willing to believe in our campaign and believe what we were um, trying to do. Yeah, it's been, I mean, it's been a good uh, experience partnering with them. Um, they've definitely helped us a ton. And I also think like you can only do so much on social media. So we wanted to get our word out physically like in the public and whatnot. And we thought the corner was where people like hung out and talked in just like, it's a very popular place for CU Boulder students and just the Boulder community in general. So it's been a good experience with them and um, yeah. So um, I originally understood that you were looking for to get a hundred pledges against instability. And now you guys have um, gotten 250. So uh, for starters, congratulations. Um, uh, and then now that you have a week left in your campaign, I think as uh, Helena mentioned, um, so do you have a new goal uh, or a new benchmark where you'd like to get uh, by the time the campaign ends? And I believe it ends on March 8th, correct? Um, mm -hmm. So do, is there any kind of a new benchmark or do you have, do you have any new goals now that you've um, not only hit, but surpassed that uh, 100? Yeah, um, I think uh, for all of us, we're hoping to get as many as possible. Um, it can only, further the hope that our campaign is trying to achieve. Um, I think it would be great if we could get 350 above that. That would be wonderful. We um, obviously are really pushing and this obviously is the last week. So we're really trying to get it out there. I think now that some of the school is back in person we're back to the hybrid next week, we're going to be on campus trying to promote our campaign. Um, I think it will be at Norlin on Monday and Wednesday morning. If anyone wants to. Mm -hmm get the sticker and coupon if should they sign our pledge um but yeah it's sort of just keep trying to push not getting off just because we reached it doesn't mean it's over it means okay we're doing a good thing people obviously believe in what we're doing so hopefully we can continue that um, push i also think our biggest goal right now is seeing our work in action uh, especially like when the campaign is over we do if it's just like our friends that we see it in like a more civil behavior and they're noted like they saw our social posts and they saw our pledge or whatever and they take that into consideration 
I think that's our definitely our biggest goal is to see that action like when our camp uh, campaign is done. And um, so with that, I before we jump into just kind of the long term um, effect of the campaign, I am curious. So this is part of that Baseman, sorry, Bateman case study competition. Um, so what has that um, what has that meant for the campaign? How does that change the campaign that you're doing it as a part of this uh, larger project? Um, and I understand you said it was a capstone course. Um, so how does kind of working under this larger campaign affect um, your campaign here at CU Boulder? Um, we can start with Alicia again, Helena, Henry. Yes, so I think um, entering our campaign into the Bateman competition um, has really allowed us to prepare a campaign um, fully like we've started this back um, when we started school last semester um, with research and we've really um, taken every step of the way to prepare for this implementation. Um, so I think it has um, really allowed us to strategically create a campaign and with in mind that we are going to be competing against other universities um, and um, hopefully um, make it to the finals of the competition, um, which happens around, I believe, May. Yeah, I think um, going along off what Alicia said, we, it's sort of, although we're technically competing against others, it's actually great because we know that there are a lot of other teams and universities participating in this initiative to try and create a more civil environment, not only within their communities, but the wider community nationally and then internationally. Um, obviously it's a huge goal, but people, many people have goals they start out small and look where they get so um yeah it's obviously the capstone just means it's part of our degree um to and it's sort of you do it before you graduate so that um is part of the school aspect but it's kind of great because it means though it's through the school it's actually something that we're making a difference in the community it's not just a campaign that's not going to change anything that's not going to make a difference we can see we are making a difference and hopefully continue to yeah the whole Bateman is a kind of like a jump start for us we learned a ton and throughout the uh, I guess almost year now that we've done it and yes technically it is over on the we have to submit or the campaign is done by like the 8th or 9th of March but like we're hopefully that we'll move past that and we can see like uh, Helena said like a bigger difference in the community and hopefully like the Bateman judges see that we're making a change on and off campus. So um, technically it's done next week or however many days, but we're hopefully it'll, the campaign will uh, last a couple more months. So that brings me to my final question. Um, so what do you want the long-term lasting impact of this campaign to be here on the Siebel or campus? Um, and then uh, for this time, just a, uh, mix up a bit, uh, we can go Helena, Henry, Alicia. What um, what do you want this long-term effect to be? Yeah, um, I think as I've said throughout, I know we're not gonna, I know we're not gonna make everybody happy and dance around in a field together after our campaign. That's not what we're trying to do. We, I think, hope that through our first, through just even implementing it, just like, it's like that little question or, 
thing in the back of someone's mind that might change how they react to something. Say someone cuts them off. They don't beat their horn and try and um, aggressively drive, like tailgate them. They instead think, oh, it's okay. You know, maybe they had a bad day. Try and think of it from somebody else's perspective. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens after our campaign technically ends. Um, but hopefully with the work that we've done and the work that so many other teams and schools have done around America have, will then um, go into PRSA, um, the Public Relations Society of America, and then they can take what we've done and then implement it into the professional world that they can again kind of go out and out like a domino effect into society in general. Yeah, I think long-term would be if we change just one person's perspective or change one person's thoughts on incivility, I, I personally think we did a good job in the long run. And hopefully people like that one person keep keeps it in, in the back of their head and just like changes their lives or whatnot, even just, just like a small act. I, if we change one person for the long term, I think we did a good job. So that's mine long-term goal. Yes, I agree with uh, Helena and Henry. I think um, it, I would like our campaign long-term to just even serve a reminder, like in someone's head, like when something um, happens to them where they could react um, un uncivilly, that they maybe don't react that way, or at least they have a something like reminding them like, oh, like maybe I can just approach the situation in a more calm or respectful way instead of um, just kind of resorting to a more aggressive or negative um, reaction. And But just ultimately changing one person for the long term, I think, is a great um, way for us to think that um, our campaign has made change. And that comes to the end of my questions. So I'm wondering, um... Alicia, Helena, Henry, is there anything else you'd like to say to our listeners um, while we have the time? Or is there just anything else you'd like to um, add on? Yeah, I think just um, hopefully we've made you think about your decisions and how you're communicating with people. Um, we know we're not going to change everyone or everything, but if we reached one to one, pe one person, if we reached 100 people, um, that would be great. Um, sign our pledge. Um, to act more civil um, yeah <laughs> I think the my last words is just to hear someone out if you just do that once a day uh, I guarantee you will live a happier and more fulfilling life if you just hear that one person out if that's your mom if that's your friend if that's your roommate if that's your classmate it could be anyone if you just hear that one person out even if it's for one question I think you'll uh, you'll like what you see Yes, I agree. Hear someone out. <laughs> well, Alicia, Helena, Henry, thank you all for uh, talking with me today. Yeah, thank, no, thank, you. You thank you so much. Thank you so much. much.